I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head, a safe place to hide a hurting heart, a gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. Well, thank you very much for dropping in here on my podcast. I always look forward to talking with you. One of the main reasons my lady wonder wench has put up with me for, yea, these many years, is that she understands what passes for my sense of humor. You know, when I try a joke on her, she listens patiently. Sometimes she rolls her eyes out loud, but she usually gives me one of those wonderful wonder wenchy smiles. I need that. I don't know why. But I seem to have an irresistible need to have my sense of humor needed irresistibly. <laughs> Maybe that's the main reason I became a disc jockey all of those years ago. As you can imagine, if you've listened to this podcast for a while, a lot of people seem to be able to resist my sense of humor quite well. Anyway, my lady and I were at our favorite diner the other day, and a lady walked in using a cane. And I couldn't resist mentioning to her that her cane made her able to walk better. And the mention of a cane making her more able reminded me of Cain and Abel, Adam and Eve's kids. Lots of drawings of Adam and Eve. Usually the drawings are wearing leaves for clothes. And I think that's why Adam always looked forward to autumn when the leaves begin to fall and Eve walks by and smiles as her leaves are falling off. <laughs> I used to tell people the first time Adam saw Eve without her leaves, he said, Stand back, woman. I don't know how large this thing is going to get. Richard! I meant his eyes. As you probably know, the pupils of your eyes tend to get larger when they see something that you like. Why, what do you think I meant? Hey, I think I did mention to you what Adam said to his wife on the 1st, December 24th. That Adam said, hey, it's Christmas Eve. <laughs> that, that one got my lady's eyes rolling out loud. And when I first mentioned it to her, as a matter of fact, you got a little smile. Anyway. I really do have this recurrent thought about the biblical description of Adam and Eve. I mean, the good book says they had two sons, Cain and Abel. I always wonder, two sons, huh? I mean, with two males, where do we all come from? I expect there must have been another woman involved, kind of hanging out there and sneaking around in the Garden of Eden. I like to think her name was Desiree, because I always liked that name, Desiree. Now, but the real reason that Cain zonked Abel was jealousy. I mean, you know, Cain might have said things like, Your eyes are as blue as the water in my toilet bowl. <laughs> and I always wanted to meet you, since I read that stuff about you on the restroom wall a few years ago. Now, purists will always point out that there weren't any restrooms in the Garden of Eden. That's because purists are party poopers. They're always telling us 
exercise is good for us. I say, wait a minute. Rabbits are always jumping around, right? They're even jumping on each other and having sex, which is good exercise. The average rabbit lives for around two years. But turtles never jump around or exercise, and they hardly ever have sex. And turtles have been known to live for hundreds of years. So ha to you purists. I say have a drink, take a nap, and if you wake up sooner than you like, enjoy a brisk meal of bacon and eggs. And if someone willing is near, hey, have a little sex. Dick's Details, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's giving your life fits out the other ear and you can smile during your nap. Human DNA is 90% the same as jellyfish DNA, which I would say is another explanation for some of the people we put in Congress. India ink comes from China along with just about everything else, including some stuff that, as they say, requires some assembly, but it never fits together. Requires some assembly. Three little words that I hate. If the answer is cell phones, what is the question? If the answer is cell phones, what is the question? You don't know, do you? Of course not. Haven't told you yet. I'll tell you in a minute. If the answer is cell phones... What is the question? And here is a question looking for an answer. If you planted coffee, chocolate, oranges, and bananas in some warm place in the United States, you know, maybe Florida or Texas, would that make the United States another banana republic? (laughs) And if the government can play with the idea of a guaranteed income, why can't they play with the idea of getting us to play with each other so we could have a guaranteed annual orgasm. I mean, think of the kind of floats the parades would have on Orgasm Day. And would have off for the annual Orgasm Day so we could go and play with each other some more. Be nice. The average American spends five years of his life eating. Some of us look like we spend a lot longer than five years eating. Then we go back for dessert. (laughs) Okay, if the answer is cell phones, the question, obviously, is what do prisoners use to call each other? Cell phones. That's right. You know what's worse than getting a cell phone call with a wrong number at 4 o'clock in the morning? What's worse is getting a cell phone call from a right number at 4 a.m.? Fix the tails. They take your mind off your mind. Little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or my spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot from Amazon.com, would you please tell a couple of friends because they might like them too. And, of course, you would be doing me a favor. So thank you very much. I don't know why. But I really do seem to have an irresistible need to have my sense of humor needed irresistibly. Some women don't seem to understand how important that is to me. You know, 
I'll, I'll do a bit, and some women will just sit there and roll their eyes out loud. I have come to the conclusion that the problem is that women listen in estrogen and guys talk in testosterone, and they are two separate languages. And here's an example of what I mean. Men use restrooms for purely physical reasons, and we never talk to one another in the restroom. Women use restrooms as a social gathering place. Women who have never met before that trip to the ladies' room will leave the restroom giggling together like lifelong friends, and there will be a lot of pointing at the guys at their tables. <laughs> I've never heard a man excuse himself to go to the restroom by saying, Hey, Joe, i got to take a leak. You want to join me? And of course, one place where us testosterone-soaked wretches and a member of the estrogen-enriched meet is when and where one of us strays and a stranger becomes a lover because that's when a lover becomes a stranger. This is a story about two pilots and a normal human being. It's also a story about trading a life full of trust for a moment of truth. There are no heroes or villains, but unfortunately, there are winners and losers. Now, before you pass judgment on any of these people, please stop for just a moment and think, what would you have done under the same circumstances if nobody would have ever found out? Until tonight, I thought trust and truth went together like mom and apple pie or beauty and the beast. But tonight, your beast touched another woman, my love. We really are like beauty and the beast. You are so lovely. I've never lied to you before. But how can I tell you? How can I trade your trust for this truth? I won't have to tell you. You'll know. You'll hear it in my voice first. Then you'll see it in my eyes. That's the way it always has been when something goes wrong. I know what beauty loves about this beast. It's the absolute concentration on our love. I used to watch you so carefully in the moonlight that the night turned purple around you. Your sleeping face became so beautiful, so supple. You lit every cell in your body with the warm golden light that you feel inside. You always slept so close to innocence, especially after we made love. Most nights your skin has a scent of yellow and blue wildflowers mixed with smoke from a hardwood fire about it. And those are the nights when beauty wants to make love with her beast. And now it's only a question of time until you know. A question of time. Ten minutes. That's all it was. Just an ounce of loving that I gave her. A drop of concentration from the ocean that belongs to you. How many Christmas Eves full of homemade presents? How many children's questions? How many laughs and tears have we shared, my love? How long have you been my beauty, my woman, my trusted friend? Not touching you now would be a sin against the God who gave us to each other. Until tonight, I thought trust and truth went together like beauty and the beast. Now, if I ever trade your trust, my love, for this truth, how will I ever touch you again?
how will I ever touch you again? And how could a man who calls a woman my love ever be unfaithful to her? And if he is unfaithful, even only once, can she ever have faith in him again? And just as important, can he ever regain his faith in himself? How could a thing like that happen? It was midnight. It was windy. It was cold. The coffee was so old that it tasted like it had a crust. There was a familiar smell of aviation gas and dust hanging over the old brown cracked leather couch in the pilot's lounge. You know, most people think of airports, they think of JFK or O'Hare or LAX. Airports, their destinations. But this was just a fuel stop runway in the middle of a trip. A trip that had 500 more miles to go in a little four-seat airplane. It was getting bounced around pretty badly on a raw, nasty, dangerous, icy night. It should have meant 50 more gallons of gas for the plane and about 10 minutes of rest for the pilot. There was just enough light from an old green shaded lamp to trace the out-of-place tinkle of dangle earrings flickering under long, shining, soft brown hair. She had a soft voice, quick smile, warm laugh. She was slowly running her fingers through her hair when one of her fingernails clicked against some uncomfortable clasp that slowly came undone. She was instantly vulnerable, warm, unprotected. Every mysterious woman I've ever met. She became a quick question mark in the long, everyday story of our lives, my love. You were so far away. There were 500 miles of black winter wind and deadly ice between us. And her soft lips were smiling close enough to feel her breath on my cheek. I know trust is forever. I know dreams are for lifetimes. But temptation is a moment out of time. So it has no respect for all of our years. It happened in an instant. The stranger became a lover. You became a stranger, my love. called Beauty and the Beast. It's from the first chapter in a story that I wrote called Love Comes When You Least Expect It. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you like a complimentary download, just send me an email and say, yeah, I'd like a free download of this story, and I will send you one. My email address is dick at dicksummer.com. So, 
It's the beginning of a CD that I'd like to sell you. So how come I will give you a free download? Hmm. Ego, I guess. Because it really pleases me that you would like something that I wrote and recorded. It's that simple. The estrogen and testosterone difference between men and women are obvious in lots of ways. For example, women simply look nice in any amount of jewelry. A man can get away with one earring, but any more than that, and a guy begins to look like a lounge singer by the name of Barry. (laughs) Men start conversations about sports or politics, and our conversations about either can get pretty heated. Women start a conversation by saying something nice like, Wow, that was a nice restaurant last night, wasn't it? A woman will dress up to go shopping, water the plants, read a book, or get the mail. A guy dresses up for weddings or funerals. Men's magazines feature pictures of naked women. Women's magazines also feature pictures of at least nearly naked women. That's because a female body is beautiful. Man's body is lumpy and hairy. A woman marries a man expecting he will change, and he doesn't. A man marries a woman and expects she won't change, and she does. Women love cats. Men go for dogs. That story I wrote and recorded, Love Comes When You Least Expect It, isn't biographical, but it's kind of a parallel to something that really did happen in my life. It was such a powerful experience, I simply couldn't stop it. And I sometimes wonder why that kind of thing happens to us. I guess it's true that love doesn't really make the world go around but it seems to make the trip worthwhile. Maybe love is the irresistible desire to be desired irresistibly. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.